If you're someone who is launching an online course or coaching program soon, or you're thinking about doing that, today's episode is for you. I'm going to walk you through my six-week launch plan. This is the same six-week launch plan that I've used on countless launches of my own, my clients, and my students inside Fearless Launching. So if that sounds interesting to you, then keep listening. My name is Anne Samoylov, and I've been supporting and strategizing online course launches for clients, myself, and students for over a decade. And I want to help you get your big idea out to the world too. Whether you're a coach, an artist, a consultant, or you just have a course you want to get in front of more of the right people. Well, I welcome you, friend, to the Fearless Launching Show. Let's get into today's episode. Today's episode does not include a screen share as I'm talking through this six-week process. I wish it was, but here's what you can do to make it it the most for you. And maybe if you're a more visual person, then you'll want to do this. So I would say download my seven-step launch roadmap. The link is just down below or in the show notes. And then you can take notes as you go along. Of course, you can also take notes without that and then download later if you need it. This roadmap is what I created over a decade ago, and it has evolved over time, of course. As my approach has changed, as clients have gotten better results, as I've learned new things, and as I just like to shake things up and try new things. All right, so let's just dive in right now. We're going to start with a walkthrough of the launch roadmap. And really what this is, is just giving you an overview of the kinds of things that you're going to need to do as you're preparing for your launch. We'll get to the breakdown of your six weeks and how long it's going to take to create everything. But for now, let's walk through this simple uh, PDF. If you already have it, that's fine. If not, just go grab it later. It's, it's totally fine. Or you can pause now and grab it. So... These seven steps are the overarching kind of big drivers as you're headed towards your launch. They are mostly things that you're going to have to do. And in general, this six-week breakdown is how you're preparing for the launch. Um, But there are other nuances to launching that I think are important. However, we can't talk about the marketing and how you're going to get it all done all in the same breath. So whatever I don't cover today, just send me a message, send me a question. And because I'm putting together another episode to kind of go right along with this one for next week. Okay. So step one, you're going to get clear on your vision. This vision means what are you launching? What does it cost? What results do you want to achieve or reach? Who do you want to reach? This is where you're really just going to get clear on what kinds of things do you want in your launch to happen. I always uh, equate it to when women write their birth story, like, here's what I want to have happen when I'm having my child, even though everything goes out the window sometimes when you're having another human or you're birthing a child. But you can think about that in the same way. What is the ideal situation? well, I want to do a challenge or I want to do a webinar or, you know what, I don't want to do any of those. I just want to create my product, create a funnel, and I want to promote it uh, on the regular on social media and in my emails. Okay, whatever that vision is, just get clear on it now. 
We can hone in on what those strategies are later, but if you at least know what you're launching, when you really want to launch, and just some big picture like, ooh, in March, I really want to do a this kind of a promotion, or I want to start, I want to launch that. So get clear on that first. Step two, you got to figure out what your audience wants in relation to your vision. And these really go together. Understanding exactly what your audience struggles with, what their desires are, what they need, it really helps you understand how you're going to communicate with them, what kinds of content matter to them, what things actually matter to them in general. And it would be irresponsible of me to not talk about your audience here in this roadmap because you need to know your audience as well as you know a dear old friend that maybe you went to high school with. You really need to dig into who that person is and and understand, are they willing, is this something, okay, they know it's a problem, but are they truly willing to invest in a solution for whatever the problem is or the challenge is or whatever that thing they really want is? Because a lot of people say they want to do things and they want to achieve things and they want to, they desire this, that, and the other thing. But are they actually willing to do the work in order to get that thing? Step three, you're going to create your offer. And your offer is, it's interesting because a lot of people equate offer and product as the same thing. Your product or your service is inside of an offer. So I want you to think about what is your offer? What outcome do you want to promise people? Okay. And your offer may or may not be your actual product, your program, or service because format is secondary to understanding what result you're getting for your audience. Step four, you want to start your launch list. Now, I know a lot of people talk about list building just in general, but I want you to think about how am I going to build a list of people who are interested in this thing that I want to offer. This is where you're going to be creating a landing page, a lead magnet email autoresponder. And then you're going to be sharing that out in your various communication to see if people are interested. Step four is extremely important because you're not just building a launch list. You're testing interest. You're testing attention. You're testing commitment to figuring out whatever it is you're teaching people or offering in your course. Okay? Number five, or step five really, is connecting with consistency. I've talked a lot about content, consistency in the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to put those those episodes down below. But I would say go back to the very, well, I guess it would be officially the second episode of the season so that you can really work through these things. Because I went from big picture to then smaller and smaller and smaller. And then today we're literally, I want you to be thinking in your head of something you do want to launch as we're talking through this. That's another little tip is as we're talking through today's walkthrough and and breakdown, I want you to be thinking of a specific project because that is going to make it more real than just saying, okay, when I'm ready to launch, I'm going to do this. Think about how you're going to apply it right now. Okay. But connecting with consistency is a great way to just be building that, you know, the trust factor with your audience. And it's also just a way to build the visibility, which you need so that people even know that you have a solution. And there, there are so many layers to connecting with consistency. 
This is something, again, that I talked about in the warming up episode last week. Number six is one that many people don't talk about, and that is gathering support. You don't need to do this alone. You can. You can do a lot of the things alone. You can set up your landing pages. You can set up your email and, you know, your emails, and you can create your web pages and all that stuff, but you don't have to. So no matter if you hire a full-time one person, or maybe you get help from a family member, or maybe you gather a group of people that you're like, hey, I don't really have the funds to or the budget to hire a team. Can I send you my, can I send you my pages to just check out? You do need help. You do need support. You do need people who understand what you're doing. Make sure that the support you're seeking isn't someone who's going to be like, well, I don't really know too much about this because I make that mistake often and I have to pull myself back and say, who can I go to? Who can I trust? Who, who has the capacity to not only say, I don't know about that or ask me questions or question what I'm doing, but also has the ability to say, I love this. Keep going. You're doing so well. That is, this is why masterminds and accountability partners really are so integral to the way that I like to launch because being completely alone is already so isolating if you're a solopreneur. Why launch alone? Okay. The next thing is going to be defining your timeline. So at this point, you may have, you know, you may have some in your vision, your step one, you might have said, I want to launch on March 1st. But now you're going to define your timeline a little bit more in depth where you're going to, you know, decide on some major milestones, when you're going to do some public facing events or online events, or perhaps when you're going to release certain things, when the door opens, when the door closes, when the bonuses start, when you're going to introduce a, another new bonus, when you're going to introduce payment plans, those kinds of things. I want you to really think through your launch. And in the roadmap, I give you a bunch of things that you can do during that phase. And then this roadmap that I'm giving you here is actually for you. It doesn't actually talk about the open cart period, how long that should be, et cetera. It's so that you get to work. And the unofficial eighth step is getting to work. So once you're connecting consistently with your audience, understand what they want, have chosen when you want to actually launch something, and know that you're launching, well, you're ready to start building the pieces, okay? So if you haven't already, definitely want to recommend, go get my uh, roadmap, and I will put that link down below. But it's, it's just a great tool to just have to remind you, even if you've launched before, I say, why not? I'm constantly downloading launch roadmaps and things like that because Sometimes the way someone puts something, you're like, you know what? That was a mistake I made before, right? So when you're looking at your roadmap, there are some key things that you clearly are going to get set You're going to set up. So it says time to get to work at the end, but that means setting up systems, setting up the tools that you're going to use during your launch, making sure you know how to use them, perhaps even thinking about the types of communication and content and where you're going to be sharing that. It'll include choosing an interactive event like a a challenge or a, 
It, it could just be a video. It could be an evergreen webinar. It could be a live webinar. It could be both. Um, like I said, it's going to include you building your launch list and using targeted lead magnets to do that. And it's also going to include, when you're creating your timeline, thinking of some sales boosting elements like what's your guarantee going to be? What bonuses do you want to offer? Is there any incentive for people to pay in full? Are there payment plans? Are, is there going to be a secret payment plan that you're going to release in the last couple of days to encourage anyone who's kind of struggling with that, that financial piece? So walk through the roadmap yourself as a starting point, okay? Now next, let's dive into six weeks. How's that six weeks breaking down? So before I get into that, this assumes you've already established your regular communication. You already know what you're launching. You probably already have it created because if you don't, you really need more than six weeks. And I know a lot of people say, you know, build a course in a weekend. Okay, that's fine. But when it comes down to it, there are so many things that can happen when you're in production on the course. You might know what all those videos and all, all those lessons are going to be. When you sit down to do it, let me just tell you, it, you do need more time than that. So let's assume you have pretty much everything in place, okay? We're not going to talk about producing the actual content yet. But here's how the, the six weeks of this launch marketing window shake out. You're going to have two to three weeks of specific content. And again, we talked about this in last week's episode. So if you want more ideas on what to post during that time, make sure to listen to that episode and I will link it below. Then that's, that's I would say three weeks. And you can say even twice a week for three weeks. Twice a week, you're going to put out content that is very specific to your launch. And then you're also going to have to, obviously, during that time, promote that content. And this is not necessarily going to be sales content. It's kind of like the warm-up content. I'm saying two to three weeks, but you may need more than that, okay? Then you're going to want one week to promote an interactive event of some sort. I, I feel like we can't get, a, if we're doing a launch, we want to have something that's like, the people are going to sign up for a webinar, a challenge, an introductory call, or whatever you want. These can be automated. These can be, you know, pre-recorded. They can be live. You can choose to do something that is live or pre-recorded. That's totally up to you. But it is important to promote this type of interactive event because what this does, it's really a sales event if you think about it, because it's where you're going to make the offer and it's where you're getting really close to saying, okay, here's what I got. And then the one to two weeks after that, so again, we're talking about overlapping timelines. So you've, you're promoting the event, the interactive event. Honestly, I don't like promoting more than a week or two at the most out because people forget about stuff. One thing that I saw in a recent launch, which I thought was brilliant, is they did extend that promotion window for the interactive event for the webinar. But here's how they did it. They actually had a pre-recorded version of the webinar 
And they still had two days of live webinars. So it was great because it was for someone who could like watch the webinar right away and then also sign up for the live webinar later. Now, the content wasn't going to change drastically, but it is different for someone to say, you know what, I, did, I didn't get a chance to watch that. I did sign up for it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'm going to go live and watch it. So you can try something like that. It's completely up to you. But it is so that this interactive event, I talk about this a lot in Fearless Launching, is so that people feel that, that they are interacting with you. They're with you. And yes, a live event is going to feel most like that for someone probably. But automated or stuff you've created before, like a challenge even, if someone's receiving emails from you every single day with a, with a video that's they're going to feel like they're going through an experience of some sort. And you're helping them get ready for something that you're going to be selling. Okay. Then the final two weeks, the one to two weeks is when you're going to be opening the cart for your program and closing the cart for your program. Now, again, this interactive event, you know, historically, whenever I've done it with, with some, well, a lot of clients, not everyone does it this way, is we open the doors with the webinar. We open the doors with the challenge. We open the doors with whatever the thing is. So your doors might already be open, but the official public open cart where that's the kind of content you're sharing with people on social, in email, and ads, or whatever it is you've chosen to do, that can happen during a one to two week window. And it, it really depends on how you're going to do that interactive event. Okay, and that's it. That's it. Two to three weeks of specific content, one to two week promo for that interactive event, and one to two week open cart and close. But <laughs> that doesn't really speak to the actual production timeline, which is how long it's going to take to create all the stuff. Because you're going to need time to create all the content, to create all the pages, to set up all the systems, to create your webinar slides or whatever you're going to need for your actual launch, to set up all the financial tracking, to find team members, to find partners, to set up your affiliate program. And that's why I recommend at least six weeks prior to this six-week launch marketing window is when you actually get started. But here's the great thing. Once you do this full force and you give yourself the time you actually need, you can reuse this as a system, okay? And this is an important side note that I want to go into before we close is that you're building a system. So once that content is created, you've got it. Some of the content will, you'll be able to reuse it for multiple launches. Team members, partners, those might also be people that you reach out to right before your launches. Pages often can stay the same for several launches. Same thing with webinar slides. Once you have done your webinar slides once and you've recorded it, you might just go back in after your launch, after you've seen what the results are and say, you know, I'm going to take out that one section and re-record it. Okay, so I know that it seems like it's a lot of work. And I'm not going to lie, the first time you do put together a sales system or a launch system, because that's what this is, 
It is a lot of work. But then once you have that set up, even if you decide to change things, you'll never have to do this much again, unless it's three or four years down the line and you're like, I really want to change things. But you can reuse so many elements of your launch, so many pages, so many partners, so many systems. The next thing I want to remind you is this is the same. This is going to be the same process, even if you're creating a funnel or automated experience. The one caveat is during your six-week breakdown, it may end up being a little bit less. You'll still want that specific content queued up and sent to them in your system. You will still want some sort of interactive event to show them, to send them to. But the truth is that one one to two week cart close, it might be compressed to just one week. Maybe you send a couple invites to your automated webinar or your automated challenge or your automated whatever it is you've created. And then perhaps you have like a six day open to let them purchase after they've gone to the webinar. So there are few timing changes, but as far as element of things you need to create, it's going to be the same. And this is also going to be the same if you want to build a sales system that doesn't require you to be promoting nonstop. So I get that this is a lot. This is a tall order for anyone, and it can feel very overwhelming. It is even sometimes for me, and I just have to step back and remember that I'm building something that is an asset, that is a system that I can reuse. And another final side note is that this encourages you to schedule specific timeframes throughout your year for your offer. When you're going to be maybe more live or you're going to be talking about things more on your content platforms. And it allows you to have more control over your funnel. You cannot, even if you have a funnel, You cannot just leave it there and expect sales to come in without doing something. Now, there are lots of things we can talk about in relation to all of marketing, the the marketing differences, but I wanted today to at least give you that timeline and the plan. So you have a six-week breakdown now, you have your production timeline, and if you go ahead and download that launch roadmap, You'll be on your way to doing all the production work. And maybe it won't take you six weeks. Maybe you'll just power through it in a couple weeks. And that's great. But then you'll have a little bit more control over the other six weeks. The six weeks where you lead up to your launch with two to three weeks of that specific content. And then you have an interactive event of some sort. And then you open the doors and you close the doors and you can still keep it very simple. Okay. All right. I think that's all I have to share with you today. If you have any questions, please let me know because next week we are going to cover more of the marketing differences and the, the three different types of launches. I did just talk about them on Reels and I'm like, oh, I want to dive into this deeper. So if you want to learn more about different types of launches, like a live launch, an automated launch, and perhaps one that's more instant, an instant launch. So you don't have to spend weeks of time warming up your audience. Then you're going to want to listen to next week's episode. I'm not going to call it a series, but it kind of is. All right. Have a great rest of your week and 
I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you next Thursday.